there's music playing right now, but you can't hear it. Okay, I'll just silently, <laughs> silently dance. I wonder what the tempo is. I, I know, he's, he's I know that you're going the wrong one. <laughs> no, he's, he's got it, I think. Actually, I don't know. I'm not going to the music. <laughs> Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Successfully Unsigned. It's me here, Patty G. And we have a very special guest here, <laughs> Julie Strawbridge. <laughs> Which I'm so proud of myself for saying that right. Because, like, okay, big fans of Patty G, oh, real OGs, <laughs> know that I did an interview with Julie years ago, back in 2019. Or if you're, like, a deep-cut Julie fan... Then you know. Then you know. <laughs> um, so me and you have met each other. I think this is our third time, like actually meeting in person. But like we've we've kept up on Instagram and stuff. Um, my interview skills were not great back then. So hopefully this one goes better. <laughs> but I have so much I want to talk to you about. Okay, so I don't even know where to begin because I'm like uh, I already know this. Uh, okay, let uh, okay tell tell the people who may not know you or may not know um, just a little like blurb about you and kind of like about your life with music. Okay. Hi, I'm Julie. <laughs> it's spelled without an E. Yes. Um, still keeping that going, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I. Um, write songs and produce songs and release them sometimes for fun. I used to do something on YouTube uh, at a channel called Internet Jewels where I would write songs um, on camera that sounded like popular artists had written them. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a mix of like music education of analyzing songs, but also uh, funny and also dissing people that people would get really mad at me for dissing. <laughs> so um, it's been a couple of years since I've done that. I think my last video was probably in... Two years ago. Yeah, I two years oh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciated that time. Um, it's just not really for me anymore. But mm -hmm. um, that kind of gave me a little bit of an audience and also kind of taught me how to do a lot of different like technical things, even mm -hmm. just like with songwriting, like technical producing things, but also with, with songwriting, like just like becoming like a machine that could just write things which I don't really write that way anymore but that was really helpful in the beginning of me taking songwriting seriously anyway and I'm really grateful for the connections and any things that I've gotten from the YouTube mm -hmm. thing but especially my number one connection this guy right here my favorite connection um, oh that's so sweet i was telling her before so the reason the way we met each other was i had a radio show at the college that we went to and not we like me and the other boys and <laughs> and i just like emailed a bunch of people that I was, like, fans of, and so I would watch her YouTube channel, like, actively, and, like, it had a decent traction. Um, I would, I would, you had, you had a, you, I feel like you had a good amount of people following you. I think it was, like, I don't even remember how much it was when I left. I'd, I never hit 100,000, but it was, like, it was, like, 75 70 or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, like, actively watched her. I was like, oh, my goodness, she, like, lives somewhat near me. So I reached out, not expecting an answer. She's like, yeah, that sounds fun. And she did. And I told her, like, the interview, part of the reason why, well, A, 
I just did not, I still don't, but I did not know how to like shut up and I like just kept interrupting her. I felt like. And <laughs> I have no memory of this. To be, yeah. And then I told her, I was like, honestly, I think what was happening was like, I was just nervous and I was fangirling like really hard. <laughs> and you were the only guest I ever had, had on there that wasn't someone I knew previously. Okay. So like every other guest I had had, it was just like a friend of mine. And so you were someone that I was like, oh my, this is like completely new territory. <laughs> and so. Um, I'm thankful to you for like giving me that practice of now we have a show where we meet people all the time. Like our first time meeting them is doing an interview. And so, um, yeah, I know. Oh, such good friends. So great. (laughs) Uh, We just did a little acoustic performance that we're going to be sharing with y'all. So get excited for that. (laughs) So as far as um, like your life related to music, you've been songwriting pretty much your whole life, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when you compared to, you said, you talked about how like YouTube kind of gave you an audience. Right. Were you releasing music before YouTube or no? Because I know you had a little bit of like a SoundCloud thing yeah, going on. Yeah, I think that I had like a SoundCloud first GarageBand thing that was the summer, same summer that I started YouTube, which okay. was in 2017. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, and your family was like very musical as well, right? Yeah. My mm-hmm. my sisters and I would sing three-part harmony and um, we just had like a ton of instruments in our house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys like sing anywhere or was it like... I mean, sometimes we would like, we would do like, um, we would do like gigs, like my dad would do like jazz gigs where we would sing at um like restaurants and like coffee places and different things like and then there's also a couple times where we did this there's this place near us that did uh world war ii like or like yeah world war ii reenactment things yeah where they would have like festivals and stuff and my sisters and i we did like the andrews sisters (gasps) like three-part harmony um that's all so the, cute did you guys like, like dress boogie, up boogie 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 bugle boy what is that called yeah and we like dressed up and stuff oh. and we so we had a couple gigs gigs like that okay. and then sometimes we would just do things like for people and we had this whole like thing that my dad did called jam where he was teaching a bunch of kids guitar mm-hmm. and so then he just invited all of them over to our house all of these like kids from between the ages of like of like 11 to like 17 and we would he would teach us how to play like Beatles songs and stuff and teach us how to improvise and so oh my goodness. like we would learn like basic music theory stuff so that we could do like all the songs but then also be able to improvise and so lots of music in my house yeah that's so cute that's so cute that's fun dale dale's family like did little uh like gigs around here and there and like with all he has like four sisters i love that so yeah it I, I just love, like, families like that. Uh, my family, I mean, they all like music, but they're not, like, musical. And so that, to me, just sounds like such a fun thing. Like, ooh, let, let me go with my siblings and, like, perform and stuff. I, I can't believe I didn't know that. See, this is the question <laughs> with old me where I'm like, why would you not, like, elaborate on that? When she was like, I sing with my sisters. Um, okay, so I have some notes. I'm trying to not, like, peek at her. <laughs> I know, yeah, and got to hide them. Uh, I have some notes, like... Because I went back and rewatched our interview just because I was like, okay, like maybe this will give me a little bit of help on things. And then I also just want to ask you about, like, obviously your music because that's what we're here for. Um, is there one that you like prefer for me to start with? Um, 
Wait, what were the two options? <laughs> <laughs> questions related to our past. Okay. And then questions related to like your current music. Um, I don't know. Whatever flows best. Okay. I we'll just decisions. go in my order. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, okay. This is actually a good question. So you talked about your YouTube a little bit. And like, if you're like, we're talking about YouTube too much, move on. It's That's totally fine. fine. Okay. So in that interview, I talk, we had talked about how y- your first YouTube video, which I think was how to create a Halsey song in an hour. Yeah. Um, it like really blew up. And I was like, so do you feel pressure to meet that success again? And you were like, yes, all the time. But I've kind of learned how to move on from that and just realize like sometimes the video is going to do great even when you think it won't. And then sometimes it's going to flop even when you think it will do great. So do you feel, well, we'll talk, we'll talk, uh, I don't know. Elaborate on that. And if that is maybe partially why you stopped doing it or. It totally is. Okay. Okay. Get into it. That's like one of the big reasons that I stopped doing it because, well, first of all, so I had been doing it like through college. I'd been doing YouTube like, I guess technically, I I guess I wasn't full time all the time, but like it was like my main source of income when I, after really? I got montage, which it wasn't very much money at all. But, but like, still. But then I, after I graduated, my car had died. It was like COVID started becoming a real thing and then my car died. And so then I was like borrowing a friend's car after we were just doing like online classes and f- to finish out the year and stuff. And then I moved in to an apartment with my friend who like also does music. She's super talented. And she, um, we like, we're going to like live together and have our little like songwriting space. And, um, but then like, so this is like at the end of 2020, but thus ensued like the worst time either one of us have had, like in a maybe ever mm-hmm. where we both just like, I didn't have a car. And so I felt like so stuck. Like the thing, I just feel like I need a, like a huge level of autonomy mm-hmm. to have like a working brain. Mm-hmm. And so being, we were in a one bedroom apartment together, sharing a room and we were really close, but we also just had a really different mm-hmm. like, like emotional spaces and mm-hmm. like, it, like yeah, I don't know. And so it just ended up being something where like our both of our mental health got so bad, and so our relationship was really rough. And so I didn't have a car, and so I was going to. This was the Olive Garden thing. I was <laughs> I walked across the street and was like, I'm gonna just like work at Olive Garden since I don't have a car because I can just walk there and then I'll like get a car and do like a, another job. Which for some reason at the time I didn't feel like it was accessible for me to just get like a normal work from home job. I don't even know what I was thinking, but um, <laughs> I worked one day at Olive Garden and was like, wait a second. I have like a YouTube that like I get money from and I have like a lot of other things that I can do with that to get money. Yeah. Why am I not just like taking advantage of that resource? And you took your breadstick and you left. And I took my breadstick <laughs> and I left. And that's I actually know like multiple other people that also worked at Olive Garden for one day and stopped <laughs> working. And usually Olive it's Garden, like, what's up? I know, Come for on. real. Anyway, but so then I started doing like full time like my entire money and all of my time is spent making videos and doing demos for people. Like people would mm-hmm, send me mm-hmm. their their like um, acapella songs at a BPM and give me references, and I would make the 
produce the music around it, which would have been fun and sometimes it was fun but it was usually people's like first songs Mm -hmm. and so a lot of them like didn't really know how to do pitch and stuff and i was just like or like wouldn't stay on meter and so i didn't want to work because i would only charge a hundred dollars for it and it so i was kind of like trying to find the balance between like doing something that was like something that the person wanted but also not putting a crazy amount of effort into something that they literally like would not have ears to understand like the difference yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was like, I was really grateful for that, but it also got really like weird because mm-hmm. of how there wasn't like a good enough system that I, I didn't put a good enough system in place for like boundaries of how many edits I could do or how okay. many like, mm-hmm. so sometimes people that I thought would have no idea like what, they were hearing would be like oh wait can you fix this but wouldn't know like how to communicate what they wanted me to fix and so anyway so that and then i was also doing patreon songwriting lessons and stuff Mm -hmm. so i was super grateful for all that but i just like had come off the tail of doing a couple really good like youtube videos that did really well like i feel like i had a couple in my senior year of college I, I had a couple how to write a blank songs that did really well. Mm-hmm. And I had some video essays and some random things that mm-hmm. I was really yep. proud of that actually yep. did well. And then I also had some that I like didn't care about at all that did really well just because they were like clickbait. <laughs> like I made like some videos about Camila Cabello that did really well because at the time I really, really didn't like Camila Cabello. That was true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and people just like love to hate people. And watch people hate people and love to hate on people that are hating people that they love. And so we're all haters at heart. Exactly. And it's also like this is an entire industry that's built on your attention. And so if you hate watch something, you are literally paying someone. So, like, why are you doing that? Anyway, so I was just doing it full time. I was super burnt out all the time. I was spending a ton of time. Were you posting weekly? Yeah, I was post. I was trying to post every day. That's what I forgot oh. to say. Yeah, I was trying to do an everyday thing because I was like, I got time. Like, I'm not doing anything oh, else. So I'll snap. just make a video like five yeah. days a week or something. And so I was doing that. And I was trying to make videos that were going to be eye-catching to people. And then sometimes I would make videos I was really, really proud of. But like, regardless of what I did, it felt yep. like literally nothing was controllable or nothing mm-hmm. was predictable. Mm-hmm. And I was just so burnt out along with like my other like terrible brain stuff and like relationship stuff with my friend at the time and i was just like in a dark place and i was like i this is so exhausting to me mm-hmm. and yeah just the the last straw was that stretch of like actually trying to make something that i was proud mm-hmm. of and just having the algorithm be like nope mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of felt like people had like fallen in love fallen out of love with me as like a creator And so I just kind of felt like I was, like, trying to get back this, like, spark of, like, how... Because it's funny because when I started doing videos, like, right when I started, I'd done that first video, and then I, like, got a pixie cut, and I looked, like, the worst that I've ever looked in my life (laughs) in terms of, like, conventional attractiveness. Because it's, like, YouTube saw me, like, growing out my, like, rat tail pixie cut. And then, like, when I had, like 
silver and purple and blue hair. Mm -hmm. That's when I had like the least views, which you would think that I would be like, and like when I had like really nice looking blonde hair, like I just like didn't get very many views. I was like, I don't understand all these videos where I look so bad. (laughs) And like people will comment occasionally that I look bad and I think it's funny. Like that's the one thing actually, I thought that hate comments would really get to me and they never actually did. Like I, I would literally laugh at them. Some of them would be really funny. Like this yeah. one person told me that I look like a tomato that had been left out in the sun for too long, and I thought that was really funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> anyway, this I is can't, okay. I can't. The problem with me though, it's good that you've been you interrupted me in our first interview because I am so long winded and so Girl, bad at being too, articulate. No, so, you're fine. Anyway, yeah, the last straw was not being able to predict and control, feeling really burnt out, and then starting to feel like I just want to be a person who lives my own damn life and doesn't have to perform this cardboard cutout of myself and like create this false version of myself like even if it's not like false I just feel very exhausted Mm -hmm. at this point in my life of like interacting with like a ghost version of the world and a ghost like even social media just being like I'm posting this picture and all these people that I like don't have a real relationship with or will never meet in real life yeah. or knew like when I was in high school and will never see again. Yeah. Are yeah. like understanding like who I am yeah. from this, but it's not, and it's really, it's not that deep, obviously, but it also kind of like is that deep. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so, also, that part, the, like what you just said about like people falling out of love of like who yeah. you were. Like, that made me want to cry just now. And you just, like, said that so casually. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like You're like, what do you want from me? How, like, how can I gain back that? So before before that, like, really long stretch, did you, had you, like, taken a little bit of a break? Or what were you like, yeah, I was posting, but it was only every once in a while. And then you're like, okay, we're going to put it into hard drive and post every day. I think that I had been doing once a week, okay. but I think I was kind of inconsistent with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because like some of the videos I would make, I would be like, cool, do this, edit it, throw it up. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But especially when I was doing video essays, I would spend like three full days on them I and don't know I was how people so like so I loved them hard. so much and I felt like so proud of myself doing them and some of them actually got a good amount of views but I couldn't have done that like I was thinking about doing that as my channel for a while and mm-hmm. like going more into mm-hmm. that direction but then I just felt like it takes so much time and energy to edit those videos like mm-hmm. it's crazy well and a lot of people who are like big on video essays they're posting like once every couple months Mm. and so then it's like i mean and i have no idea how income works with youtube or anything like that but still like if you're like okay well i'm trying to make money and that's like even more pressure yeah yeah yeah. (sighs) what do you think you would ever do you think you would ever go back or you're just like no i'm done sometimes i think about it sometimes i have these like delusions of grandeur where i think that i could just jump back on but then i'm like well if i'm gonna do that then i'm gonna have to edit (laughs) And, like, why not just make a TikTok? But I hate yeah. TikTok. I, like, kept, like, trying to do TikTok for a second and then just being, like, I don't know who I am. I can't do this. <laughs> like, do you think, um, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I had a really good question in my head. And then it, <laughs> well, I this cricket is playing right now. I just realized you don't have headphones on. <laughs> um, I don't know. 
I'm so annoyed. I literally had a really good question. It will come back to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you think, do you still, like, find yourself analyzing artists and, like, making your own little songs for them? No, I don't do that. Sometimes I think about it, though. Yeah. I don't do that. I actually had a moment the other day where I listened to Imagine Dragons <laughs> for the first time in, like, five okay. years. Yeah. Because yeah. not to... Like, I don't know what this crowd is like in this room, but, like, I don't really care about Imagine no, Dragons. No. And, like, I used to care about Imagine Dragons when they first came out, or when they first had that huge <laughs> album. <laughs> yes. Um, and then, like, I, I know that, like, I'm impressed by their ability to make, like, huge hits. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, I remember the first time that I watched that episode of Riverdale where they played Believer, and I was like... damn that's so good like it slaps it does but like i just don't it's so i don't know i i kind of feel the way that i feel about imagine dragons kind of kind of about ed sheeran where i'm like you're too good at this so it's not interesting at all to me like you oh my goodness the the formula of how you do it is just like so lifeless to me anyway i also just don't really understand that like audience Girl, that's a video essay right um, there yeah anyway so but i was thinking the other day when i randomly listened to imagine dragons because i was like what are they up to these days and i was wondering why i hadn't done a how to write a imagine dragon song because now their formula is like super super clear i feel mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. less clear at that time but now they have like the brooding cinematic like really like syncopated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right f- for a it's it's all Riverdale. Like it feels like every song that they wrote, they wrote for a Riverdale scene. It, That's it, so it funny. Feels like you oh my, get a, I can see like that though. Song. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it feels like they got a brief of like this is what's happening in the scene, and we yep. we wanted to buy this song, but it was too expensive. So can you write something for us? Instead? I've never seen River. I've never seen like. Riverdale, but I'm like, yeah, I see that. I yeah, see that. Like it feels like <laughs> that's what Imagine Dragons music is. I do, anyway, I do remember what my question was. Did you announce that you were leaving YouTube, or were you just like, here's my like, did you just post your last video and then like I'm i just done. like x'd out of my life yeah. and yeah. then i got a car and then i started working at a liquor store do you ever it was actually really fun <laughs> i really liked it do you do you ever get comments being like girl where are you yeah i do get comments like that and sometimes people will come on my instagram and be like yeah like if you ever are you ever making videos and i feel kind of bad because i'm like i know that there's some people who actually really appreciate it yeah my my stuff there but that's not your and responsibility I, I that's so means so much to me but i'm also like i just can't i don't know if i could do it and if i did do it i feel like i wouldn't even be because like i don't want to sit around and talk about what i just talked about like, <laughs> i don't want to like think people care about my opinions about mm-hmm artists but then they're all and then also somebody one time did actually comment something that did really strike me which i don't care about it as much now but where they said something about how like hey like are you ever worried that like if you want to actually write for people that you'll like end up in a room with somebody that you like dissed when you were analyzing <gasps> that's their such songs. a good question like i feel like maybe this is like not a really smart like money like smart yeah. move for you um professionally and i was like Okay, number one, I don't think anybody actually would care or, like, would watch my YouTube videos or would ever see them. They're not that big. Um, but second of all, that is a kind of good point. But third of all, I seriously doubt that, like, that's ever going to be a problem for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I believe in you. I believe in you. So, 
Okay, so in our old interview, we had talked about how the word fans made you uncomfortable at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does it still make you uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah, I feel, I because also part of like not announcing that I'm leaving YouTube, I guess I just have this thing of like, no one's really watching this. Like, no one really cares about what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. nobody is actually like waiting for me to release music like nobody cares even when people have explicitly told me that they do care i just have this complex about how it's like not it's just like me in my own little world and nobody is like watching Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. and so thinking about having like i feel like the word fan i don't really identify with it and i also feel like if i did identify with it it would come with so much responsibility in a weird way yeah and that's like something that makes me feel wildly uncomfortable (laughs) to be like responsible to people that i'll like never meet or to have this because i i get really easily wrapped up in wanting to i don't think it's necessarily like people pleasing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think it's really just like i see people's i want to know everything about everyone and i like i i only recently have gotten better at that in the last like year or two and like not done that as much but I used to when I would first meet someone, like in any context, like a date or like just a random thing, I'd be like, so what do you think about this? Tell me everything about this. And just be really pointedly ask them a ton of questions and yeah. have this like, but then it was kind of like a, like a dick move because I, what's the, the vibe with like saying. You're good. We mostly okay. keep it PG, but okay. like yeah. it, it, whatever. But <laughs> because then I wouldn't be very like vulnerable myself. So it would just be this weird thing where like. I would want to know all the secrets about them, but then I would be, like, kind of aloof with them. So it was, like, a Mm. bad dynamic that I (laughs) should not do. Um, So I just feel like with people that I don't know or with, like, the fan dynamic, I'm like, wait, but you feel this way about me and me as not myself. I want to, like, I, I see this, like, depth of your humanity and, like, I can, like, be outside of myself and be like, if I cared about this small artist then i would want them to instagram message me or i would want this yes, or something yes. and then i just like have like a problem get, with like boundaries i feel because, like you get wrapped up in the like parasocial relationships yeah i all. do and so yeah. i would just like yep. want to which actually really sweet thing this woman that i kind of somehow know but i don't actually know her she's like a family friend that i don't actually know she said that her 11 year old daughter loves my album so much and asked to me to send her like a signed thing <gasps> oh. with, or like a letter or something for her birthday that's so and sweet. like any merch that i had left over and i didn't have any really i think i had like a you're not gonna find me in your notifications thing from oh, sorry from a long time ago and she's like i'm sold out <laughs> <laughs> and so I sent it to her and she like sent me a video of her like reading the letter and I was like, this is such a weird experience for me, but this is so sweet. <laughs> and she was like yeah. listening to my song in the background while she was reading the letter, this little 11 year old girl. And yeah, I just, I don't know if I am strong. I'm not, I'm not the type of person that could like I do that. I think it's because you're a psychology basis. major. Psychology. I think, I think I'm not a psychology major. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, Philosophy. philosophy. I, I wrote down psychology. I don't know why I wrote down psychology when I was literally watching. I just feel like you're a very like introspective person and like you yeah, really true. like uh, obviously your whole channel was built around analyzing yeah vi- little details about a lot of things. Yeah. And so I feel like even in your relationships as far as like fans go, like I could see how yeah. that would become a not issue but just like oh this is like bigger than I realized. Yeah, man, like I only recently have been able to say like Oh, no, I'm actually, like, 
I don't know if I am interested in or like trying to find a nice way to tell somebody that I don't want to write with them because there's some like lasting um, people that follow me on Instagram that will like still sometimes ask like if I want to do a song with them and I'm like I that's so sweet I appreciate that so much and like I like I'm so grateful for that but I am so tempted to be like, yeah, for sure, for sure. But then I'm like, dude, why? Nope, nope. I am not in the business these days of like writing with people if I don't actually like yeah. like their music yeah. and like want to be part of their life like collaboratively. Yeah. And so they ain't gonna find you in your in their notifications. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be a nice little transition for us to take a break and then talk about your music, even though that's an old song. But right. we're going to get into it. No, okay. Such a good song. Such a good song. Okay, break. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. We are back. Welcome back. And we're going to start talking about your music. Because okay. if there's one thing about your music, it's so good. Your music is so good. <laughs> I like. I uh, Look, I told you... I'm, I was a fan before, and I'm still a fan, honestly. I'm not kidding you. Like, when I have... So, back then, I was like, no, like, my favorite songs are Last Man Standing and Notification, and I'm. this is terrible, because I'm like, oh, Silence on My Side. I love that you love Silence on My Side. I'm not kidding you when it's, like, on my on-repeat, or really? has been on my on-repeat Okay, repeat that before. makes me trust you even more it's so i almost i like almost silence on my side it's like a character test to me honestly <laughs> because it was like the weird song that i didn't think it would get and then a couple people have been like i love silence on my oh. side and i'm like you're a real one you're it's a real so good. i literally straight up almost asked you to start like strumming it a little bit when oh you was like gosh. doing some stories i haven't played that in so long i do it's like so i really good. love that song yeah it's my it though like that in last man standing but especially silence on my side those are like my i'm in the airport like looking out the window all like emotionally being like my life is a movie <laughs> and like just seeing the like horizon below me and just hearing silence on my side oh it's so good or like the windows are down and i'm like driving through the suburbs slowly and i'm just like having oh a lana moment yeah thank you so much it's so good it's so good so like your music still holds up your old music still holds up and then your newer music is j like even better Thank and you, so you just released a song okay I, j I just feel like i have so much to say okay you just released a song in may correct yeah david blaine yeah i had to look up who david blaine was i'm not oh gonna my lie gosh. and then i was like oh i recognize that guy okay, but good. can i ask why david blaine okay so david blaine can i just like tell you like what the yeah yeah and explain to the people who david blaine is for those who don't know in our own culture like me okay <laughs> so david blaine is a famous magician slash endurance artist what was the sound I'm it's, scared. Like, it's like this dramatic music oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's funny yeah david blaine is a famous 
magician slash endurance artist. He's more of an endurance artist because he's broken several world records. He held his breath on Oprah for over 17 minutes. Yep. He was... Um, what other things? He stood on the top of... These are some things that are actually mentioned in the song. Mm-hmm. He stood on the top of a like pillar in the middle of New York City, a 70-foot tall pillar for like five days or something like with no food or water he just like stood there which is like crazy and he was like in ice he was in a block of ice in the middle of times square and like these all all of these things happen probably like 20 or like 15 years ago Mm -hmm. like in the early 2000s but he's still going he's done a bunch of like celebrity um he's like freaked out a ton of celebrities because he's not like I respect him a lot because, number one, he's not like a Chris Angel type of person. Do you know Chris Angel? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's not like, uh, like Chris Angel, it feels kind of like very like MTV, like video tricks type of thing. Well, he had like his infomercials for kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like David Blaine is like, he's been doing street magic and he's been doing like really, really intense feats of like human... um, progress basically or of like science uh for like two and a half decades and as i said like he's broken a ton of world records but david blaine i've always had this like attraction and like a um interest in david blaine and this also like a um like a sympathy and empathy for him um a lot of times I've been watching a David Blaine video where he's like putting an ice pick through his hand or something and people are like, that's so gross. Oh, how can you watch that? And I just have this like thing where I don't, I've never felt like he was just trying to like show off for attention. Like, and da, 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 da. like it feels like he has this underlying desire to push um, the knowledge of like, who humans are and like what we can do forward Mm -hmm. and it's also this like obsession because like he would do like navy training he would do yeah he would he did like a navy seal training or something just like as part of a thing like he just does like really intense um like physical feats Mm -hmm. and i feel like it touches at i he he touches at this like deeper human condition thing that or that's what i feel like Mm -hmm. um about the pursuit of greatness Mm -hmm. and how the pursuit of greatness is really just looking for something greater than yourself and so i was just feeling very um empathetic and inspired by david blaine one day and feeling like i have this weird like i feel like david blaine sometimes because Part of it, people, a lot of people have said that David Blaine is, the song is like gifted kid burnout, <laughs> like have said stuff about that, which it kind of does have like, it does, it, the song is kind of has elements yeah, of that. I can but see it's, that. It's really supposed to be about like the human condition and about um, kind of tying in my personal um, internal world that has like this compulsive need to um be proud of myself Mm -hmm. and tying that in with like the human condition as a whole and there's this i don't actually like listen to like u2 really but there's this u2 song called every breaking wave that he does with ryan tedder you know ryan tedder right 
Brad Tedder is the one Republic guy, but he's written like a oh okay 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 okay. Um, and they wrote the song called Every Breaking Wave, and it's the whole song is about like um, every gambler knows that like to lose is what he's there for. Like, are we? are we we're in love with defeat are we ready to be swept off our feet and stop chasing every breaking wave and it's this this whole idea of like we are we don't actually like want to win (laughs) and there's like this addiction to um addiction to like failing almost (laughs) that's like part of the human condition i think i don't know if this makes any sense and it's also and then i tie it in with like the whole icarus thing like Mm -hmm. flying too close to the sun and and just the idea of like you don't actually want to be the greatest thing. Like no one actually wants to believe that there's nothing greater than they are because that's like a lonely existence. And because I think that we are creatures and we're, we know that. This is why I love your songwriting because like you seriously put so much depth and like analyzation into like so many things. Thank you. And like it shines through your music. Well, that means a lot because I, I didn't want to, I wasn't going to release David Blaine. I didn't think anybody was going to get it. And it's kind of feels like nobody has really gotten it because maybe I was just wishful thinking, thinking that somebody would like touch on elements yeah. of what I just said. Yeah. But most people like, they think it's like fun, but they're not really like... It's a hard, yeah, it's a weird song. I, I, I released it because my friend who's helping me mix um, the rest of my songs, which he's also a great artist. His name is Scrawny, and he just um, got signed to a small label, and he's just a really cool person. Congrats, Scrawny. And, yeah, he's great. Actually, I feel like you guys might like his music. Um, and he, uh, I, he asked me to work on something with him, and then he was like, yo, if you want anything that like if I, you want me to help you with production or anything then and i was like well i do have this one weird song that like i don't know it feels like it's sonically up your alley but i don't know if you would like be into it. it's like super weird like i don't really know if anyone's gonna get it and he was like this is fantastic yeah, and yeah. just kind of gave me this like push of validation yeah and yeah. then i was like well i'm releasing this song i don't know why well <laughs> yeah well in the beauty of songwriting and like music is that even if you don't necessarily get it like you can still love it because you can still have like your own interpretations or whatever. Yes, yes. And so, but I still love that you always have like a full like video essay, honestly, that you could do about your own music. Like to me, that's beautiful. And uh, I, I don't know. I just, I really, I really love it. So not to get uncomfortable, <laughs> but can I, I, can I ask, so you had released an album in 2020. <laughs> And then we get David Blaine three years later. Yeah. Can you explain the three-year gap? <laughs> or, because we I just... signed a... We just what talk, is that, that joke in, now? I signed a... NDA. Um, NDA. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. About to get dramatic. Uh, yeah, so what happened is, during my, like, year of living, actually living in Antioch, um, with my friend when I... The year that I stopped doing YouTube, mm-hmm. um, or, like, the end of 2020 into 2021, I was, like... I don't need to release any music because I just want to write for people. So I need to be focusing on like doing demos and like mm-hmm. writing up and like doing um, sessions and stuff like that, which I actually did do some really good sessions that, yeah, I mean, I do, I have, I have some cuts coming out that I'm really grateful for Okay, that uh, happened when I was working with somebody in LA. I've had two really cool LA experiences. Um, so you've been to LA then? Yes. Very cool. Okay. Yes. I've had some like, I never know how to talk about 
because some of the experiences I have have been have been like very 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 cool and sometimes I like casually bring them up and then I realize that like maybe that's like a like no no bad thing to do or whatever but yeah I do have some very cool experiences that I like one time I wrote with a person that was set up it was like a Skype thing because it was the person that I went to LA with and that he like flew me out to LA and um then this other like British lady and I was like oh yeah like what and he was like I want to Skype you into this this um session and I was like cool 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 so who who's this person like what did she do how long like how why are you writing with her and he was like, yeah, she's, oh, she's so great. She's done a couple things. What did she do? I think she had a, I think she had a Britney. This is the woman who wrote Toxic for Britney Spears. And I was like doing a session with her. Bring out the Britney doll. So, <laughs> it's Britney bitch. Um, and yeah, one time I went to this, was set up by this A&R to go to this person's house. And it ended up being the drummer from Boys Like Girls. Like the oh, song, like yeah. okay. two is better than one. It was like part of that band. Okay. And I was like, like this is so I'm weird. The right, I, I don't know if I'm thinking the right band or not. Anyway, so. maybe but that's yeah. not a relevant band anymore. And I've had a couple other experiences that have been really cool, but it's just like none of them are things. They're just like, wow, that's a cool, that's cool that that happened, but like oh my goodness. nothing, nothing happens with it. You know? Okay. Like nothing. But, ever I mean, yeah, it's happens. still like a cool story at yes. least, and like you never know like what will build up or if those people remember you in the future right yeah um yeah anyway i don't know what your question was i'm so sorry i got like so off track what was my question um, oh d- why I didn't oh really yeah the gap the gap yeah so basically i was like i just need to do sessions and like da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. i don't need to be releasing music um and then i felt that way because i felt like i was like i don't want to be an artist and so i shouldn't release anything and then I slowly started to realize that when I don't release anything, I don't know if I should be looking at you guys while we're talking <laughs> since you're like the natural focal point. Um, but I realized that not releasing anything, even though it is true that I don't want to be an artist and have never wanted to be an artist, I just would wanted to write for people. I get like a crazy creative breakdown if I'm not like actively making things that yeah. will be like seen by people. Mm-hmm. And I just had, like, some really bad writer's block and just really bad, like, the way that I, like, I have to have a self-perceived sense of creative authority in order to be, like, a functioning person Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, with songwriting Mm -hmm. and also just, like, in general with my mental health, I think. Mm -hmm. And, And so when I'm not releasing anything either of my own stuff or like if it would be different if I was actually doing enough sessions and getting enough cuts where I would like work on something and then a couple right. months later it would come out like it would right. be different but like because that wasn't like a normal part of my life mm-hmm. I was starting to just like really wither because I wasn't ha- having any like anything to work towards or like any projects or any sense of like okay, this is me, like, this is this thing I'm proud of, like, here it is, so I can show it to people when it's convenient to show it to people if it is, like, relevant, you know? Right, right. And so I just started to realize that, but then, so I started working on some stuff, and um, then I just procrastinated, and a lot of stuff happened, and I just, like, didn't really... Wait, do you want me to talk about, like, my personal life? <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to. It's yeah. up to you. So, like, I had been planning on releasing something, And I just wasn't, I didn't have a hard and fast deadline about Mm -hmm. it. And 
then I kind of had like, yeah, the last three years had just been a really crazy, like the apocalypse of my life essentially, because it's like I'd graduated and then I had different like dating experiences that were really Mm -hmm. intense. And, um, which funny thing, the last time we talked or the first time we met, like you talked about how you're like, yeah, I've never been in love. (laughs) Something like that. We talked about that? I think so. A little bit. That's so funny. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, Julie. Um, and yeah. And then I'm, I'm, this is not like a, I don't, I don't know if you know this or not. I, I don't remember it's, if you know this or not. What? I th- your dad. Yes. My yeah. dad passed away. Yeah. And I always feel like I like monopolize the conversation when I say stuff like that, but it's like, it's such is life. Like that's yeah. just what happens. It, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, my dad passed away in 2022 in the, January I didn't realize it was last year. That's oh, was that last year? Oh, I mean, weird. almost two years weird ago. Weird time. But still, um, yeah. And I that like actually didn't change. That wasn't like a reason for me to not release music. Mm-hmm. But I was still like on the heels of like not being able to like get it together quite yet with like wanting to release stuff or like what I was going Mm -hmm. to release. And then I started being like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna release stuff. I have these songs that I've written for the last like two years, like songs that I am proud of that I would wanna do something with. And then I just like kept like not getting on to doing it. Mm -hmm. And cause I'd never released anything that was not in the summer. So I had like a mental block of like (laughs) working on stuff if it wasn't gonna be in the release in the summer. Um, But but yeah, and then I just got to a point where I was like, dude, I have all the songs, like, I need to freaking do this. Like, it's, this is just like a self-satisfaction project Yeah. where, like, I need to feel like I have active and, like, um, accurate depictions of, like, how I write and how I feel. Also, I just kind of feel like I need to, like, document this, like, whole season of my life. Yeah, And yeah. hopefully somebody will relate to some aspects of it. Yeah. And... Yeah, and so then I was just like, cool, I have 17 songs that I'm going to be releasing soon. Um, okay, so... Yeah, and so I'm, okay. I'm definitely doing it. So I was trying to release it in August, but then um, I just had, like, some setbacks with it. So it's being... I'm done with everything on my end, so mixing is happening, and so hopefully it will be out in, like, mid-October. I'm which so is kind of fun because it's, like, I've, I've always wanted to have, like, a fall vibe album. And this is way more fall vibes because a lot of it is more acoustic and darker. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, so it's just going to be... I have to, like, keep being rooted in the fact that I'm doing it because I want to do it. And I have to not get too caught up on my, like... <laughs> dispositions of like what people are gonna think of it or like my like fake notions of how people are gonna hate it and which is like I just have such a like inner critic but it's not even like my critic of myself it's like I think something sounds really good and then I'm like imagining someone that I don't even care about being like this sucks (laughs) and I just have um anyway so yeah that's why I didn't release songs I just felt like I didn't need to because I was what trying to do songwriting and then I was like it doesn't matter I would love to try to do songwriting but I also just kind of want to live my life and Mm -hmm. write whatever I want to write and I need to release something because it's good for me can I ask do you have any songs about your dad on the new album no I don't actually well I feel like I have songs that are like 
that have like aspects of him mm-hmm. or like have aspects of like emotions regarding that Mm -hmm. but the thing about me is also like i just it takes me such a long time to process things and i think part of that is just because i i i don't i feel like i don't like avoid emotions but i am just like the way that i deal with emotions is just like really weird Mm -hmm. like even like like me and my sisters like with like my dad passing away like we all just had like really different like grief journeys and Mm -hmm. mine was always just like well i have my whole life to process this so i'm not gonna rush it like i'm just like sometimes sometimes i'm gonna burst into tears sometimes i'm gonna feel very like numb sometimes i'm just gonna feel just like very like flat yeah and so i it takes me a long time to process things because the thing is also a friend of mine i I this is not (laughs) sorry this is so many sad things but no it's okay um, another thing that had happened was in 2020 um it was in April 2020, the first person that I'd ever really, like, had, like, a real, like, romantic thing with that I'd known since I was a kid, but we had, like, like not seen each other and then found, like, mm-hmm. f- caught up again. And then um, we, and, uh, what was I going to say? He, we, like, it was kind of like a, I always wonder if I was going to come back around to you type of thing. And then he died unexpectedly in 2020. And so, like, that had happened. And he had, like, had addiction problems. But, like, he had been clean for a really long time. But okay. he had had something happen where he, like, relapsed and was, like, in and out. Mm. And so then he, like, passed away and OD'd and stuff. And so that had happened in 2022. So a lot of crazy so stuff like, has happened. So you, like, were processing that and then Yeah, I was processing dies, that in the mind. And my it's day. like, well, now I have a whole other thing to process. Yeah, and so, yeah. like, I finally, like, it took me, like, a year and a half to, like, write songs about um, him. Okay. And, which is actually funny, there is a song on my album. So there's, like, two songs on my album that are about him, I think. Maybe three. Um, no, I think there's only two. But... One of them I'd actually started before he had died, but, like, when I just, like, still liked him, but where we, like, almost hung out over Christmas break because we had, like, been hanging out in the summer. Then, mm-hmm. But then we, like, missed each other and, like, didn't actually end up doing it. Yeah. And I started writing this song about him in, I guess it was 20, um, 2019, in December of 2019, and then finished writing it in December of 2020. <laughs> so it was, like, this weird wow. thing where it's, like, about... Like, where it's, like, half of it was yeah. just, like... Oh, my goodness. Having, like, feelings for Can him. And then song? the other... It's called Turn to Salt. Okay. So, okay. I'm excited for... I'm excited for you to hear it. Okay, so okay. So, it's one of the new songs. Okay. Yeah. It's a new song. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. It takes me a really long time to process things. Yeah. I need to, like, really articulate better. Um, uh, that's so just, funny that you say that, because I'm literally sitting here thinking, like, man, she, like, I, I don't know. I feel like you're very, like, eloquent with your speaking. That's so nice. Yeah. So a lot of sad things have happened in my life. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah. And I'm releasing music. So. <laughs> but honestly. And that's I, the interview. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God. <laughs> he just used a yay thing. <laughs> no. It's, I, I like that you are just kind of like, like you said, you're like, that's my life. Like, yeah. what am I going to do with it? But I also like that you're like, I have the rest of my life to process this. I feel like in a way that's a very healthy way of thinking. Like everyone says grief is not linear at all. Yeah. And so. Like, I'm I not going to like feel like, I think that feeling guilty about the way you're grieving something. Yeah. Is like so toxic, you know, yeah. like being yeah. like, no, but I, I don't want to like, 
if I forget, then I'll feel guilty about it. Or if I don't feel sad right now, I'll feel guilty about it. Like that's what my sisters feel sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, Mm -hmm. you can't do that to yourself because it's just like, you're going to feel how you're going to feel. And like, it's going to like look different as you get older and it's going to suck no matter what. So, (laughs) Oh girl. Anyway. Oh my goodness. Happier things. Um, so (laughs) Okay, uh I feel like did I just make you guys like so uncomfortable? No, no. I well, I don't know about them. I mean, I it, the thing is like yeah, I did I did know that and I was like if okay, it comes good. up great, Thank if you. it doesn't come up then whatever. Yeah. There's but, been a couple times where I've mentioned that to people and then been like, "Wait, what?" and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Like yeah. people that I like hadn't seen for the last yeah. year or something and it's like yeah. really awkward then. I mean, I've just learned it through Instagram, right. honestly, but yeah. like I yeah, I was yeah. just like Okay, well, yeah, we'll thank see you. you. That was good. Well, <laughs> well done. Okay, well, happier things, f- or a funny thing, uh, we talked about our hatred of Pitbull the oh my first gosh. time we talked about it, and now I'm like, you I know do what? Hate I kind Pitbull. of, I do kind of like, I don't like his music, but I kind of like ironically like him now. Wait, we at the hotel, hotel holiday inn. Wait, I just, I feel like I've seen, I don't, I don't keep up with the latest Pitbull news, Neither but do I, I feel like I have seen some funny TikToks <laughs> about like, what is that that one where it's like anybody going through a hard time been there done that you know and i've seen a couple of tiktoks where people are like i know that whenever i'm going through a hard time i just remember that pitbull has been there and done that i have not <laughs> seen that but that's funny i've seen people like dress up like pitbull too and i think oh, maybe that's funny. Yeah, tiktok i guess is like pitbull's uh i don't know well i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> okay um we're going to take Keep one me. last break. We're going to come back for show and yell. I know I kept telling you show and tell, but it's actually show and yell. You'll have to, like, actually scream. Okay. But, like, we'll talk about it. I'm excited. Um, and then I also do have, like, two more questions okay. for you. But break. Have you been enjoying Successfully Unsigned? Then check out all of our other content on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and everywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget about our exclusive artist interviews and performances right here with Successfully Unsigned. Join us and like, comment, follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, and tell us what your thoughts are about being an artist in the music industry. Welcome back, everyone. Um, It is time for our favorite segment, Show and Yell. Okay, so... (laughs) Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to hold up the item, and you're going to yell what it is, and then you're good. Like, how loud? You don't, I mean, like, don't, like, scream at the top of your lungs, but just be, leave, notebook! Okay. Um. Ooh, fancy. Um. Poster of a horse! <laughs> poster of a horse! <laughs> it says, in love with life and raring to go. And I have a bunch of little trinkets around my house, but I just felt like I needed to bring this in because it's magnificent. Okay. And I brought this in. Was Do people normally bring in things that, like, have, like, really emotional significance to them? Because I just didn't feel like Sometimes. And then, like, but, like, when we do our segment, like, I bring in, like, something. St- like, my first thing was the Spice Girls backpack. Yes. So, like, it doesn't matter. Yes. Okay. Good, good, good. So, but, I mean, it does kind of have meaning. So... Are you a horse my, girl? No. Oh okay. my gosh. That's why it's, it wouldn't be funny if I was a horse girl. Do I strike you as a horse no, girl? No. That's why I was I'm like, like, oh. I'm like so offended. <laughs> um, no shade to the horse girl. She, but she I walks out of the interview. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, this is making me think of 
that I am Kanaf. Oh my gosh, I, I'm waiting for that hoodie to come in. I bought it. I'm not kidding. I it's from the Barbie that. movie, y'all. Uncultured. You guys haven't seen the Barbie movie? It was really good, actually. I really liked it. I, I, thought I it tried really... to convince them. Yeah, it's not even like the way you would think it was. It actually has like a lot of really interesting existential questions. Yeah, it does. It, does. it, does. it actually does. Y'all should see it. Um, Viewing party. But, <laughs> yeah, so basically... I think that my one of my like my sister her friend I think got this for her or I don't even know how this happened to me I just (laughs) I think eventually I got it I eventually got it from someone and I think it was my sister and I like several years ago and every time I'm like oh I don't really need that I should just like throw that away like whatever I'm like no I must keep it. And then I just like, I literally, it's in my pantry right now. I just keep it in my pantry. And, but I just keep it because the energy is so good. Like in love with life and raring to go. I don't know what raring means, but like whenever I just, I just feel like sometimes you have to remind yourself that like life can be as like pure and simple as being a horse, except your life is probably not that great if you're a horse. But like you can just be like so nonchalantly like, I'm here, I'm living and I'm doing whatever I wanna do and it's fun. And you can like actually decide to have that energy. And it's also like the energy like, yes, (laughs) I'm enough. It's the energy of like contentment. Cause like we were talking about earlier, like the transition thing. Yeah. And I just feel like the key is being like, all of life is transition. Don't think of yourself in a stage of like waiting to get somewhere because everywhere you are is where you are supposed to be. And so like, yeah, I don't know. I, in some weird way, this horse just reminds me to be content. So. I also just love it. That's like really 90s. And I also, yeah, I know. That's what's so funny about it. And it's also funny to see like if people like actually thought that this was like genuine and not a joke then <laughs> like i just did yeah was that's like, what's so funny girl? because I, I just i love <laughs> things like that things that yeah. like test test that that like split second are you in the same vibe as me or not you know <laughs> but also i made you a present it's <gasps> oh a bracelet and it says goodness. iridocyclitis <gasps> Oh my goodness, I literally have a group chat with this name. Oh my gosh, no way! Yes! It's me. yes. I even, the thing is, I didn't actually originally make, make it for you. I just... <laughs> I just... I have been... Since I've been, like, moving soon, I've been okay. cleaning out my house. And I have, like, this huge craft drawer. And I was like, I don't need all this craft drawer stuff. And so I was looking through, and then I found this. And I was like, well, I guess I should try to get rid of some of them. I made one for my friend that just got really into Twilight. And I made yeah. one that says skin of a killer. <laughs> like, yes, like, yes. And then so this one that I have says live snakes just because I think it's funny. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I, I made the Iridocyclitis one that was like, this is precious. Who should I give this to? And then I was like, Patrick. That's so sweet. Even even if it wasn't originally for me. Iridocyclitis. No. Okay. Do, you, do y'all know the, it's a vine and this kid's just you like. You guys don't know about Iridocyclitis? If you knew that. <laughs> If you knew them, like, yeah, no. Um, it's It was a vine, and it's like a spelling bee, right? Yeah. And he's just like, iridocyclitis. And he just is like the funniest looking little kid, and it's just yeah. so funny. We'll watch it. We'll I watch actually it. just awesome. learned what iridocyclitis yeah, is. Yeah, what even is it? So it's, I think it's it's the swelling of the vascular muscles in the eye or something. So it's like Ooh. some like eye disease. Well, like I love this I so much. I think it's similar to like glycoma. 
glaucoma. Oh. Which Fetty Wap has. That's he does? He has that one eye. Oh, I did I thought. That's oh. what I read some, okay. somewhere. I, I didn't know. know that. 1748. <laughs> Isn't it 38? Is it? It's a. It's like a. 1738. A whiskey, right? I don't or like know. a hon- cognac? I don't know. 1748. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love this so much. Thank you. I also love that. I think you need to include In Love with Life and Rare and to Go in one of your songs. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be that done. That should just be the title of my album. <gasps> yes. With that picture. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Real quick. Um, a, I wanted to ask this too, and I, I'm really genuinely curious, even though it probably would have been a better question to ask earlier. How has your songwriting process changed, like, since, I guess, you started releasing music? But especially in the most recent years. Or has it? Like, since just, like, forever? Or, like, what's the beginning? Um, I mean, maybe just, like, I don't know. I guess, like, since you've been releasing music on Spotify. Yeah, so I definitely feel like my album, Oversharing, my most recent one, Mm -hmm. I wrote most of those songs in, like, one sitting. Okay. Like, I would just, like, write, like, I remember writing Boys in My Room and just being, like, (laughs) I like that song. And then just, like, writing the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Or, like, it would either be, like, the whole song I would write it, like, I remember staying home from school to write um, Come Clean. And mm-hmm. just being like, I need to process this event that happened in my life, <laughs> and I need to write, pretend that it's a fun event, and write a Taylor Swift sounding song about it. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's one of the funny songs where you're like, it sounds like a fun song, yeah. but it's actually a yeah. really upsetting situation. Anyway, <laughs> okay, okay, we'll move on from that right okay. now. But um, I will be asking after the show. But. <laughs> uh, I yeah, so I used to feel like I was in like this groove where I could write things really quickly, easily. In general, I don't like to just write a whole song and call it done because I like to let like let it marinate. So I mm-hmm. usually will write like a chorus or a verse, um, and then I'll like come back to it the next day or come back to it a couple days later, listen to it while I'm driving and stuff. Um but I feel like with oversharing I just was really like emotively um, speedy and articulate, I guess. And so mm-hmm. I just wrote things really fast. And mm-hmm. this past three years, I've went through different phases. Like, as I said, like I had like some really deep writer's block phases where I was like writing things that were just like bad or I was just like not writing anything at all. Mm-hmm. But these days, I go in and out because I think that I'm, a, I guess I'm about to start a season where I'm all right more because. I have a hard time writing when I'm like working on producing things or like, or like when I'm working on like producing a project, mm-hmm. I have a hard time like currently writing. The The newest song, I'll say the newest song that I've written on this upcoming album, it's called Objects in the Mirror Are Closer Than They Appear. Um, and so when you hear the album, you can know that that's the one that I wrote this year and all of the other songs were literally written in like the last okay. three years and some of them in the last four. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was like one that yeah. is from like 2019, I think. Okay. Or there's two that is from 2019. Anyway, so these days I feel like my process for writing, um, I think it's very like, it's very slow, but sometimes it's just like 
my own laziness because I do think that YouTube, like doing YouTube, made like the machine of my songwriting yes. brain really slick. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that now that I'm not doing it as often, I'm not like pressuring myself to be like, you have to write a song, you have to do it in like an once hour. a week or whatever. <laughs> then I feel like a little bit more out of touch with it. And I can still do it. Like sometimes I'll go through like a month where a couple months or something where I'm like, wait, am I like not able to write songs anymore? Or like what's happening? But then usually I can. I just have to, sometimes it takes me a second to like find like a hook or a, I, a concept that actually feels like it's like worth finishing. Mm -hmm. um, so I have like a, I feel like it takes me a slower, a slower time to write. And I also just feel like because of I, my audience, like not really being a thing anymore. I think sometimes I, I write really differently because I'm not like, oh, write a song that sounds like this or like in this mm -hmm. genre of people because these are the people that mm -hmm. are listening to my music. It doesn't have to pair like, with your YouTube. Yeah, yeah, like I just have like like random experiences or random people that I'm listening to and I'm like, I don't even know if this like song works for like me, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I I don't know. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, Where, yeah, yeah. like I feel like I'm less, like I'm less like pigeonholed into like yes. a genre like slash like writing for a specific type of audience mm. or demographic but i also feel like that almost limits me more sometimes because i feel like less able to make things that feel like real songs okay <laughs> you know yeah but yeah, yeah so I, I definitely write a lot slower and um a lot more like uh um what's the word a lot more um personal and yeah. a lot more okay. a lot less like genre specific yes. specific and yeah. a lot less like pop okay usually mm -hmm. but i haven't written a good type pop song in a while and i've been wanting to yeah so. yeah yeah i i am very much a, a, a pop person good type so. pop songs. <laughs> um yeah i and I, what i really like about everything that you have really said on this interview is that it relates a lot to like what our show is about and like we've talked about writer's block and just like kind of the songwriting process and all that so um this is a very good interview to watch uh if you want a little like trailer of what our show would be about um so is is your goal still to like write songs for other artists yeah for the i mean most part? i would love to do that the thing with me though is that i just kind of feel like like yeah that is the dream and that is what i would love to do but i don't think i have like the drive mm -hmm. to do what i should be doing to get there mm -hmm. and i also sometimes feel like i like miss my opportunity um in some ways about like not moving to la when like i feel like there was a time of my life where i had like the like mindset and the connections yeah. that were really fresh still to move to LA. And now I have like a lot more friends that live in LA, Yeah, but I feel like they're busy and they have their own lives and I just feel kind of like mm -hmm. out of step with everyone and mm -hmm. I could get back in step with them. But yeah, I just want to write with people that I respect and not have to like sacrifice what I think is good to work with people and there's yeah. a ton of high-end writers that do that and have like a very normal life writing with people that are their real friends mm -hmm. and i know some of those people and i'm really like 
encouraged and inspired by them. But at the point that I'm at right now, I feel like I just have to really want it and do Mm -hmm. a lot of sessions with people that I don't respect or care about to do that. (laughs) And I feel just like kind of unmotivated to do that at this point. I also feel sometimes a little bit like not burnt out, but a little bit, um, uh, unhopeful because I've had some really cool connections Mm -hmm. and I've been set up with some people like even just this past year I was set up with some people that I thought would have like a really good time with me Mm -hmm. and it just didn't end up like clicking the way that I thought it would Mm -hmm. and so that kind of like changes my perspective on like when to be excited about a connection. Yeah. So I just feel like I've had so many of those experiences of like experiences of like false starts and stuff Mm -hmm. that I am kind of just content to do what I do and um, write with people that I respect. And like, I don't know. I trust that like whatever is supposed to happen with that is going to be what's going to happen. I like to write songs. I'm going to do it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you're, an amazing songwriter like truly Thank you really you so are much. like i that means I, a lot in hearing you talk about your songs makes it even better and so i don't know like even if you honestly even if you did like a about my album sort of like recording thing like i would listen to that i 100%. actually feel like i really want to do that i might just do that on yeah. instagram because i feel like there's things that i want to talk about yeah yeah like i say i don't want to be an artist but then i also want to like explain <laughs> all my songs <laughs> no but it's just i don't know like you just have really good explanations and you're like it, it's not just like oh yeah like this thing happened to me the end you're like well this came from this and this came from this and this is where i pulled this from like it's a very like almost director mindset Mm. but like it's for a song and so i don't know Mm. i just i really enjoy it and like i also have listened to like about my album like from big artists that i like and so i think that'd be like really cool to hear from another perspective and i don't know so thank you so much i love it and i love this interview and uh you're just uh this is so much fun. And I'm glad we got so to do this. Fun. And I hope that my interviewing skills were better. Thank you. Oh my Thank gosh, you. your interviewing skills were great. I hope that my answering questions skills were better. No, no I, th- I thought they were amazing. I, I thought they were good the, back then, too. Um, I hope that the mic in front of my face was better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we can actually see our faces. So we're a step above, which is good. Automatically. Thank you, guys. Uh, do you want people to follow you or you're like, no. Oh, yeah. where, where to find follow your music me on Instagram. at least? Okay. Go I if I'll get back on it soon. Julie Strawbridge, no E, Julie no E. In, uh, not Instagram, Strawbridge, Spotify. Like a bridge man out of straw. Yes. That's what I tell and people. And successfully unsigned too. But Julie of Strawbridge. Course. Yeah. <laughs>